greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services, 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. At The Good Land, Ifako Bus Stop, Owaranshoki Obutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Think great. Tell your neighbor productivity. Some uh, months ago, the Holy Spirit began, you know, stirring my heart a whole lot. And it's been my mentality anyway uh, about the work of our hands, the things that we do, how important it is. And there are several things that came to mind, which I think will help us as we uh, drive into this month. One of the things that came to mind is the fact that God gave man work before he gave him woman. And I think that was intentional because he could have just said, okay, ah, he's married now. Let's find work for him to do. No, he gave him work first. In fact, the tone for the, for the wife was more like, let, let me find someone that can help him fulfill what, God, what I've called him to do. Genesis chapter 1, or, okay, let's read uh, verse 27, Genesis 1, 27, and then we'll go to Genesis 2, 15 and 16. Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, 27, okay, in the image of God created he, uh, created him, male and female create he them. Somebody say them. Say it louder, them. Now look at verse 28. Verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be what? Fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue the earth, have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now if you look at this uh, mandate, or woman date, <laughs> or this creation date, you find that it has a lot to do with you expressing your creativity, expressing your dominion. It has a lot to do with work. And any nation on earth that focuses on that, subduing the earth, taking over the earth, channeling things, they prosper. You look at the Western world, how they channel things, electricity, you know, aviation, and various sectors of life. They prosper. That is God's mandate for mankind. And any time that is at work, there is this blessings upon such a people. So let's now go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Genesis 2, verse 15. Remember, male and female created he... Them okay now, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to do what to tend and keep it, to tend and keep it. I was thinking before we even get to this kind of 
garden, tending and keeping the garden. God would have been talking about marriage, talking about, you know, all those things. He needs to get married, this man, I need to create a woman for him. And then after creating the woman, he will now say, okay, let's, uh, let us uh, give them what two of them will be doing, like an afterthought. Thought. We were created to express our giftings, to walk in the garden to tend and keep with them. Verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man of every tree, blah, 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 17, 18. Now, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should what? Alone, I will make a helper comparable to him. Now, I'm going like this because uh, for those of us that are singles, uh, especially the ladies, it is encouraged that the man is productive before you get married. It doesn't mean he has to earn higher than you are. I think the key is productivity. Ability to produce. It's, it's, it's part of our faculty. If that is not at work, that man will be damaged. There will be problems. Now, I'm not saying the man ought to be earning higher than you. You, can, you could have gone ahead with your career and made some major progress. But the man ought to be productive. Meaning, perhaps he has to start a business and the business is working to a level or he's working somewhere. But there's a way, there's a productivity that you observe before the married thing. Don't wait until you now get married and then you are together, and emotions are coming. You don't want him to be productive. No, you have, you have become the productivity. Most of the time, such men never become productive till they die. I'm, I'm speaking from experience now, as a pastor of more than 17 years. Something just goes wrong. The moment the man is not productive, he hasn't gotten a job, and they say he will get a job, or he will do this one, and then marriage gets in, especially when he's not getting married, and the family is the one that carried the marriage, you know that kind of thing. They carried everything, everybody was dancing at the reception, you know, the guy did not even contribute a 10,000 naira. Uncle paid money for cake, auntie paid money for rice, everybody did everything for him, he just attended. And pictures are splashed all over. Nobody knew the back end. That man might never be productive till he dies. It's hard for that generator to start again. Okay, so, um, and for all our single men, I'm sorry I'm spoiling your show. But um, I, I think it's, it's, it's better for you to focus on that before marriage. If not, you're going to... You're going to, it's going to affect your generation because the children that come from that marriage, especially the sons, they're not careful, they become like their dad. There's nothing as horrible as a, a son growing up just seeing daddy at home. Daddy don't do anything. Mommy's won't bring him money. You know, for years and years, he might not understand the full details, but he can also just replicate it. Be that as it may. Is that correct? I, I, I just like it, you know. I've never said it before. <laughs> Be that. <laughs> very <laughs> years on TV. Be that as it may. Okay, be that as it may. What many now excuse as not working is what we need to deal with. Because everything that boils down to things like, hey, I've been applying, you understand? I've been taking steps. So, is it until I get a job before I get married? So, what if I apply for 10 years and no job? Does it mean I should not get married? That means it's the way you are defining job. There are many things you can start tomorrow morning. There are many places you can go tomorrow morning. That as you commit there, either they call it pro bono or um, volunteer, that by February, the story will be different. 
Especially when you come to a church like this where you have favor of God on you, you have God's wisdom on you, you get somewhere, can I volunteer, can I help with this? Because I've seen cases where somebody is waiting for a particular level of job or money before they start doing anything. And we have to start rethinking or redefining what we see as a job. I, I love what Rick Warren said, this, this great man of God, uh, that the author of Purpose Driven Church, Purpose Driven Life. He said, if he has to flip burgers in the U.S. to provide for his family, he will gladly do it. That means working in a restaurant, you understand, and flipping burgers and take money home for some food, for some groceries, that he will gladly... He now made a comment that what, bring, what brings dignity to the work is my commitment. That, that, that is able to do that dignifies the, the, the flipping of the burger. They will respect him more than the one that sits at home reading newspapers. Uh, they will soon call me. I have been talking to them. Uh, they told you I should come December ending. You know, all those stories. Dignity of labor. There must be a place that man can start work tomorrow morning. It might be a volunteer system and appeal to them, okay, maybe give me transport money. Or if you have to borrow transport money from a friend, I think you'll be honored better that way. But we have to stop the sitting at home or I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. The moment you become less productive, it damages you as a person because God that created you manufactured you with that intent. So the moment that purpose is not being expressed, you are not okay. So I want everyone, even whether male or female, I mean, we're in a time where even the ladies would have to bring a lot to the table. A lot to the table. There was a time uh, my wife went to a minister somewhere, preach, and they gave her some money as a, as a gift. You know, as she, as she got home, I'm, I'm, she placed it on, on, my, on my study table. We needed that money at home. What a joy. Everybody must put something to the table. Somebody say productivity. Okay. So God created Adam or give, gave man work as it were before marriage. Now and then another thinking is the fact that work is an opportunity for you to express your gifts and talents. Or should we just summarize it as expressing yourself? Do you know how how damaging it is when you don't have any opportunity to express who you are. I'm preaching this morning now. It's one of the ways oh, I'm expressing my gift and my talent or the energy God has given me. There's something about it. It makes you sane. It makes you sane. So the moment you don't have any platform, any platform to express it, you are not Okay. That's the beauty of work. I'm saying that because that is more than money. Ability to find, I mean, some, some, some of our leaders were singing this morning. There's something about you, you know, expressing your gift, expressing your talent. That's how God created us. So if you are here and all in the name of have applied, have applied, you're not expressing yourself. Find a platform where you can express your gift and talent. Now, I'm not saying that the work that you are going to get must always tally with your gift and talent. But I can also guarantee that whatever work you have now, you will have a platform to express yourself. For instance, if as a pastor, maybe pastor is my major calling, you know, ministering and talking to people, and I, I go to work in a restaurant, for instance. Do you know, I might not really like the restaurant work, but somehow, somehow, while I'm there, I start talking to somebody. 
I can express my gift there, isn't it? I can talk to the restaurant owner. I can pray with him. I can counsel my colleagues at work. And somehow, uh, that one can even bring some more fulfillment than the burger flipping. Go and ask people that are put in prison, and they tell you that the, the problem is not just the prison. It's the fact that I can't find, I can't go out. I can't express myself, especially when you are incarcerated. When, uh, what they call the one um, um, Abiola uh, was solitary confinement. You can run mad. You jump into the wall. When uh, uh, M.K. Abiola was put in uh, solitary confinement, he read the Bible. When he came and started singing hymns, Near am I God to thee? Because nobody to talk to, nobody to embrace, nobody to shake hands with, nobody to even fight. I tell couples that you have somebody to even fight. It's a blessing. You don't know what it is. It's part of your social development. I'm telling you. I'm not talking about fight that leads to divorce or all those, but, but someone you can even argue with back and forth and you settle. It helps you to be sane. Some people don't even want to fight with, who to fight or who to discuss with. I'm not saying we should not start fighting because pastor says, let's, let's fight, let's just argue to make ourselves balanced. <laughs> you know, when I was on campus, as a pastor of a campus fellowship, I have, I have leaders, you know. So, you know, I used to correct leaders, you know. Sometimes we fight, we, you know, I settle. When I now went for NYC, that was like my first time, you know, outside uh, IFE, you know, after staying in school for like five years. So I traveled to Makodi. I was posted to one place called Nakar. Nakar, Atuku, Nakar, to teach geography. And then the first thing you will feel is being alone. Everybody you have been fighting, you start liking them. When you remember their face like this, ah, brother, so and so. Ah, brother. You know, because even the fighting is a show of love. <laughs> so you see some couples, they say they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight. Next thing, the wife travels, he says he's missing her. Ah, you? Because there's something about both of you. All our young folks in church, any window of opportunity that you have, any window, all those strike for three weeks or three months or you're waiting for one call-up letter, find something to do. Our daughter, she's in, I think, uh, SS2, I don't know what to call it, year 11 or something now. They had a particular almost six weeks window. They asked them to go and work in places. They asked the parents to go and secure opportunities at, 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 at uh, various places to work. And then we had to start applying, and then she got a place at Poise, you know, to work with them for like, I think a month, I can't remember now, just, just, I think sometimes this year. And that changed her. If at that age, you understand, you're already working with people, you know, you are there, oh yeah, go and bring that file, oh yeah, write this letter, oh yeah, and they gave her a gift when she finished. It has to be part of your system. Don't wait until I finish my master's degree. Start being productive. You're an SS3 student or you just finished uh, work or whatever you have done, and there's a window. Can you go and volunteer somewhere and work and, and just and, and, and be productive? It's amazing how that begins to build the future. And in case you are here, you've lost your job because of the economic situation. That's rather very painful, but it's better we start gathering ourselves together. And you might need to, you know, stoop a bit and do something lower just to find productivity. I, I, I lived with my brother for some years, and I used to collect money from him a lot. And later, I got a job in one uh, shop, 
where they sell clothes, you know. I was a, I was a shop boy. You stand there, the man that owns the place has, works in a particular company. So I, 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 I would stand there selling boxer shorts, all those things. And, you know, and then when they gave me my salary, I remember the way I felt was very different. It's so different from when your brother gives you money. My brother dashed me. My mother dashed me. Everybody's dashing me. It's so different. Ah, I went to Yaba. Uh, what's it called? That, that uh, market. That uh, market. Bought, bought city jeans. I will never forget. Bought the jeans. It's like the first time I would buy this thing with my money. I just left uh, secondary school then. And I now starched it by mistake. <laughs> you know the story? <laughs> city jeans. Because it must not finish. It must, it must last forever. So I now starched it. And I now spread it. It was a matampere. It now did like, you know... <laughs> It was so kakid that this thing must not die. <laughs> Glory to God. So when I plucked it from the, you know, it was really plucking because the thing had uh, stayed with the rope, everything was together. I plucked it from the rope. As I was opening my city jeans, I just started hearing, pa, 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 pa. and then he just tore, it was torn because the starch was too much. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fulfillment comes through self-expression. That's why when you see people volunteering in church, or people doing ushering, traffic, beyond the energy, there's a fulfillment that comes to you when you are able to express yourself. We are created for that. Somebody's on the media helping out with the scriptures. Somebody's on the camera. People are working. That's how we are created. You get fulfilled. If you go without that fulfillment for a long time, you walk into depression. Therapists will tell you when you are depressed at times, go and do something. Express some energy. You feel better. But here you are, you don't do anything, just stay at home, you don't do anything in church, you're not even going to any work, I'm waiting for application, I've applied. You get into depression. We are created to express ourselves, our energy. Fulfillment comes through expression. And then the other one, which is very important, is our work is the major channel of God's blessings. Major, maybe 90%. I checked from Genesis, all the Abraham's blessings, Isaac's blessings. The blessings of prosperity, the blessings of increase will often come through the work of your hands. Abraham was not rich in furniture and in seats. He was rich in cattle because it was a cattle era. That's the channel. That's the channel. So when we give in church, oh, we give tithes, we give offerings, we give to projects for God's kingdom, and we're asking for God's blessings, he does not come in a vacuum. It's the major reason why some people don't have harvest. God won't throw cars from heaven. God won't throw dollars from heaven. It has to come through the work of your hands. When we say favor, that favor ought to rest on something. There has to be a point of contact. So for, for Joseph, okay, you can interpret dreams. Okay, God said, okay, let me just put something in the palace that fits what you can do. It has to be what you can do. But are you doing anything? Glory to God. Psalms 1. And that, that, that for me is important, especially as we enter 2019, that everybody must create platforms. They call it uh, baskets where God can, bless, uh, God can bless you through. Maybe you are, you, are, you are being inspired to start another business, work on it, do all the reconnaissance, all the surveys necessary, all the things, you know, and start the business. Create opportunities and channels for God's blessings. I was amazed when I went to preach in London, we took some of our materials from church, our CDs and books. 
But after the, I mean, the, the church runs three services in, in, the, in the center of London, you know, and, and I was just thinking, okay, we just keep announcing all our products so people can just have access to it. After the first service, almost everything had been bought, and the first service is like the lowest. By the second service, there's only one book is remaining. So, wow. Opportunity that I don't earn from our books. I don't earn, I've never earned anything. If you, I can ask the pastors in charge. I've never earned all the income goes to church. But I was taught that, wow, so these products, these CDs, these books, because there's, there's something about it. That's a channel, channel. And they came to ask me, don't we have your books sir, on Amazon, on this, on that? We want to buy more. That your gift, that your talent must find a place where when God wants to prosper you with hundredfold increase, if he has a way of doing it. He will just send, when Nigerians are very funny anyway, he, I, but I don't think it's so, it's, so, it's so nice to be waiting for God to just, you open your door in the morning, now see some dollars stacked at your doorsteps. If our nation was in a good shape, nobody should take it. In the foreign, in the Western world, if you start kind of money, you call the police. Because what is this? Oh, but Nigeria, hey, hey. <laughs> he has done it again. Ah, <laughs> about wait, 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 what's this? You call them. I just woke up this morning and I saw this hundred thousand dollars at my doorstep. I don't know who. <laughs> in Nigeria, you will carry it. Enter, lock the door, look at the street. <laughs> Glory to God. Psalms 1, verse 1, fulfillment comes through expression, and our work is the channel which God blesses. So how can you be a blessing financially or materially if you are not really working? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he met, what? meditates day and night, verse 3. He shall be like a tree. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not. And whatever he does, that's the prosperity comes from what he's doing. And, and I, I think as we, as we drive a lot to this month, we now need to keep defining that doors. Some people, when they tell you what they are doing to prosper, you pity them. This thing you are doing can't bring in money. I know it's a lofty idea, but maybe not for the system you have. You've got to be more practical than that. I've seen people, they've, they've become so theoretical that their theoreticalness has led to poverty. It can't work. You can say a young man that left school uh, just last year. What do you want to do? I want to be selling aeroplane spare parts. I have studied it a lot. I check Google. Aeroplane spare parts. Why, 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 why would they buy from you? Where will you start? But you know, it sounds very lofty. And some ladies that are very naive. My boy. They use that kind of thing to, 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 to marry you. Yeah. Man, I've studied on Google. I did some training online for like six months. I've been checking it. The aeroplane spare parts. One, if I spare one, one. One part alone, $250,000, just one. And the way we look at this. Let him sell one first. Not one. In the matter of two or three witnesses, a thing is what? Let him sell minimum of two first before you marry him. Now ask you the, the family meeting. What does he do? It's an. Uh, <laughs> and this 
That's why I've been defending him in the family meeting. That his kind of work is very, it's beyond this place. Ladies, it's beyond this place. The, the kind of parts, I don't even think Ari can use it, mommy. It's for Lufthansa, you know, all those things. I respect people in church here that bend and do some stuff, write things and produce money. I, I respect them to places. Than the guy that keeps saying stories, I've called them, I send the emails, I've sent the 13th email now, I'm waiting for them. The 13th email is the 13th week or 13th month. And I'm waiting and you're not earning anything. Praise the Lord. Get something doing. Get something doing. Get some things you can rent out as a family that will come and pick in your home every Friday for parties. Collect your money. When they bring it back, check it off. If they spoil it, charge them again. Find something. Find something you can sell. Find something you can do. If, it's, if you have a second car in your house, can you start Uber? Find something. There is, I still respect the malam that sells sweets to you in the front of your house and makes some money and takes his family. It's still, more, it's still sensible that you're just sitting at home and unproductive. Find something you can do. I've sold, I've told several times in church, I've carried milk on my head to sell before me and my sister. It wasn't the easiest of things when there was no money in the family. Not, not this family. It was not a pleasant experience if they told them whoever do it. But, but people that are doing it, are they giving people? Eh? I will be shouting over the estate. I'm over the estate. Somebody will call you from the top floor of one building. You'll be climbing staircase with three on your head. You will now sit down. It's very only one. You say, what in your hand? <laughs> Is that why you carried me from the ground floor? One, only one. And that one, you will talk, 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 check everything. It's the same thing. Now by one. But he made you to be a better person. And by the way, let's not spoil our children. Let's not destroy their lives. Let them start working. Whatever they can do, even at home at times, give them assignments. If you do this, I'll give you 1,000 naira. And you clean them. If you can clean this place very well and do this, I'll give you 1,000 naira. I'll them up and down doing it. It's time to be able to become productive. Glory to God. And then as, as I, I begin to close, learn to enjoy what you have now. I'm not sure you always be able to find what fits all your gifts in, at the beginning. But I, I, I believe that God will always pick you up from where you are. God is so faithful, but he wants you to start somewhere. You look, at, look at David, for instance. You know, the, the target was the king, but he started as a warrior. He didn't go and contest in the palace, how to be king, you know, fighting. No, he was just fighting and fighting with what he had, stones. And from there, he became the chief of army staff. And then, and then he became the king. God's ultimate was for him to rule Israel. But he didn't start from there. So I know you have lofty ideas and lofty dreams. But God needs to meet you where you are. And then begin to move you from level to level. Some of you here are going to head conglomerate. But he will have you volunteer somewhere and work for like five years first. Enjoy where you are. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. Enjoy what you are doing now. I know you are doing some things. The key for me here is enjoyment. Many people are waiting, they are postponing their joy that when I get to London, ah, then I will now face the assignment. Mm -mm. The assignment you have now is the assignment for now. Enjoy it. Oh, you might not like the office you are working in, you might not like the location, enjoy. Be joyful because it's not your end. It says, whatever your hand what, finds to do, do it with your 
might, for there is no work or device of wisdom in the grave where you are going. Where you are at it, enjoy it. He says, do it with your might. But remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You can't do it with your might when you're unhappy. Enjoy it. Stop murmuring. Every... And that one that you are doing, some people are praying for it. So why not enjoy it? Because I, it's in that enjoyment, as it were, that productivity sets in. And then that's when they can observe and notice you. And then God can move you from there to something that makes a difference. In fact, it is said that someone is watching you that is capable of blessing you. Everywhere you find yourself, it might look like it's not your place, but you're giving it your best. Someone around you is observing you and watching you. And that person has the potential or the capacity to bless you. I've seen that lady do that thing. The way she does it, she's committed. But this other thing, can she do it? Can you ask her? And then from there, you cannot be moved to what fits your gift. But where you are, enjoy it. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. So all our men in the house, when we counsel with young folks in the house, let's have this pattern. Let's build great heritage in a global impact family. If we are talking to a lady, don't just be quick to give people money. Ask them questions. What can you do? What are you doing presently? What, what have you been doing? Don't service indolence. It's a very dangerous thing. What have you been doing? For the last six months, what have you been doing? Uh, what have you been doing? Have you ever noticed that Jesus would never do that? Somebody was giving five talents. Some was, I think it was three. The next person was two. The other one was one. He came back, and when he saw the guy, that okay, what have you been doing? Uh, well, I've been able to double the five he gave me. Wow. He said, well done. Good and faithful servant. Uh, get this addition. And then the second one said, I've also been able to double it. Wow. It's always a beauty to see a woman that starts, you know, maybe plating of hair with just one client. And then you just pass by that place one day, you see ladies lining up. It's a joy to want to help out with shop money, isn't it? Or expansion, it's, it's, it's a joy. That someone just complaining and giving you stories, endless stories. Are we there? First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1. That also, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life to mind your own and to walk with your own hands as we what? Commanded you. It was a command that Paul gave that church. It's for the church anyway. That you walk with your hands. Verse 12. That you may walk properly those, uh, uh, towards those who are outside that you may, not, uh, you may lack nothing. Verse 13. Go to verse 10. 10. 11. I think we've done 11 already. Okay, let's do it 11. Um, because I think down the line, he said, those who will not walk should not even eat. And I think the way Paul was saying it is, when the person does not eat, his head will become correct. But if he's not walking and he's eating and eating, he will not be able to walk. <laughs> like my pastor did to one guy, he was asking for transport money one day, many, many years ago in their church. He's a young guy, healthy. He told him to trek. I will give you money. The other people that will need this money that will really help them. But you, trek. By the time you reach Okokomaiko, Boston, your brain says wake up. It will wake up. It will wake up. But when somebody is indolent and you are funding it and foiling it, you have destroyed their potential. And for all of us already productive to a level, strive to be better. 
the competition is getting stiffer. That if you're not careful, you can be relegated with ease. Stop excusing, I don't know what's happening in the marketplace. You need to up your game. You need to up your game. I was speaking in Ibadan last week, and when I finished, I asked them, hope I didn't uh, mishandle their time. They said, ah, since the conference, is a whole week conference. The pastor said, since the conference started, you are the first person I'll keep to time. That you just, this is the earliest we're even closing. Ability to manage time. Strive to be better at what you do. Don't say I've been doing it for a long time. Things are changing daily. There's a better way to speak. There's a better way to calculate. There's a better way to do events. There's a better way to run what you are doing. There's always a better way. There's this quote that helped me when I was leaving campus. It says, if a man write a better book, preach a better sermon, or make a better mouse trap than his neighbor, though he builds his house in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to his door. If a man write a better book, preach a better sermon, or make a better mouse trap than his neighbor, though he lives in the woods, the world will make a beaten path. They will find that person. You will always have people to serve. Always have work to do. But that's if you are better at it. Because the recommendation will always be going, that guy, that company, that church, that place, that person, uh, just get there. They will do it for you. They are very smart. They are this and they are that. And that's where prosperity comes in. And there are people you don't like, but you have to keep calling them to repair your cars. You don't like the man. Maybe it's not even your faith. Maybe it's a, you know, it's an idol worshiper. But when he handles your vehicle, it's always coming out well. You will call him. And the one that you know that is in your faith, that cannot do it very well, do you call him? Many of us have done that and then he burnt your hand. Strive to be better. You are doing furniture, you cook food, strive to be better. How do I become better? Training. Learning, I don't joke with trainings. Most of my travels, when you see me travel out, I hardly go outside the country to preach. I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. 99% of my journeys outside the country is for training, to learn what works, what does not work. The moment you are better at what you do, you always have money in your hand somehow because the world will always need it. So I need you to ask yourself this month, what steps can I take to be better at what I'm doing before they sack me, before I become irrelevant in that workplace? Because if they feel, you know, I was discussing with somebody on Friday, because of the economic situation, there are some things that some companies do that they just left alone. That cannot be their priority when there's no money. They just left it. The moment they feel you can be out of this system and the system can still run, you're almost gone. I'm telling you because everybody's cutting costs. If they feel, oh, if this person can step aside, maybe do part-time or distribute the job to two or three people, this can still work out now. That's the end. Up your game. Don't say, I've been doing it for a long time. One little app can render somebody's job useless in a week, isn't it? Just one little app. See what the phone is doing now. I'm sure you know that banks are laying off people because most people do things on their phones now. 
Or like yesteryears, when you have many people answering many clients, tellers, and bring your teller, bring your this one. But it's, I can't remember the last time I entered the bank myself. Because I can do so many things on my phone. So the moment those things continue to happen like that, the, the, the presence of a human being will... Just imagine if somebody provides a gate for the entire Lagos people that can open and close itself very well. How many security men have lost their job? So that thing you are doing, one application, one discovery, can just snap it over. We don't even need this person anymore. Since with this app, we cut this particular process into half. So up your game. And if you know that your work is already on endangered uh, species, what can you do to make yourself more relevant? We will not miss it. We will be relevant in our generation. We will not tell our children's children theories and stories. Rather, we will be sharing testimonies. Let's bow our heads to pray quickly this morning. God is faithful. Greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services. 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. At The Good Land. Ifako bus stop over on Shoki Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Think great.